0: This is the Alpaca Podcast, for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. Well, I was trying to count the alpacas the other day and it was proving a little bit difficult. I was putting the food out, so they were all kind of standing, but slightly not settled, do you know what I mean? So they were actually moving around. (laughs) So I I kept counting, counting, and counting. Anyway, we finally got there. And it reminded me. My normal strategy with this is to count in threes. So you look at the animals and you kind of quick mentally group three, 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 six, nine, twelve. So it's just an easy way of being able to rattle through. When the numbers go up and you got a larger group of, of alpacas in, in your herd, it's more challenging, and especially if they wander around. But counting in threes is my suggestion for you if you want to practice, <laughs> see if that works. I guess you've got to find your own particular thing that's going to going to work for you. But I found counting in threes is the quickest, easiest way. And what I, I then do is to count them a couple of times or three times. And I want to get the same number a number of times. Otherwise, I don't trust myself. Once is not enough. Even if I do get the right number the first time, is it a fluke? Have I, have I double counted somebody or whatever? Well, we had a bunch of people come to open days and that kind of thing so i bought one of those i'm quite sure what you call them really it was a clicker anyway for counting it you you click it over put it over your finger and you go click 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 and uh, that's really helpful so i use that with the larger group of alpacas if i can't count in threes (laughs) because then i know Back to zero. And again. Stand, stand still, please. Stand, no, 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 stand still. Oh, you moved. Hang on. We got there in the end, the other morning when I was counting. By actually closing them in, so I had this group are in the stable, so the small stable had six in there. Okay, so then... They're not changing. They're not going to wander out and mix up my figures. And then the big stable had another lot, and then there's the outside. Outside in the corral area was another group. So if you get the same number twice in a row, even if it's the wrong one, is that count? Have I got one missing, or are they all there? Try again. So I managed to, to get that, but I managed to get the same number twice, or even three times I think by then, because I was really not trusting myself, and so we got there, so that was really helpful. But if you want only a few, of course, you can see that they're all there, or they're not there. When you've got a group of whites, which whites are you looking at, particularly, particularly the distance, down the far end of the valley, I can usually work out how one or two of them are, because they just stand out, by the way they stand or move, or whatever, or their colour, some of them. But that's then a challenge to be absolutely sure that you've got all of them. And if they start wandering, <laughs> if they're all crushed down, it's not so bad. If they start wandering, you're really in trouble. So, yeah, but it's good to know, good to check, make sure they're all there. There was one occasion when, do you know, sometimes there's just a sense, you, like a sixth sense that you just think it doesn't feel right. There was a particular route that I went. In fact, they'd already come down. So I'm not sure I would have missed this youngster from the group, but I, I just went the right way on that occasion and it looped me round down a path that I wouldn't normally go down. And there he was and he was stuck in the brambles. He'd reached in and it got round and, and then he tried to break free, but it twisted at the same time. So it was a number of fairly thick, long bramble branches That it wrapped round his neck and was getting worse and worse, and he was, he really wasn't doing very well at all, and it was getting tighter and tighter the more he was twisting. He was trying to escape, but he was actually making things worse. So, so glad that I found him because otherwise that would have been, that would just been horrible, wouldn't it? But just having that sense of, have you got them all there? And we had the same thing with the chickens. There'd be on occasions when we had the chickens, they, I just had a sense that I didn't have enough and counted them. And sure enough, there was one missing. Where was it? So went back down the stable. There lights on, were down there. So it, perhaps it was down there. Went <laughs> went down there. No sign, no sign. What is this bucket doing turned upside down? And sure enough, upturned the bucket and there was this chicken, oh, 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 and it ran off. I went and joined the others back up in the coop. And it was a white star. We've had, many had black rock, got really well with those. They were ever such sensible birds. <laughs> White stars were a bit different. They just, different character, completely interesting. So it stood on the bucket. There was a bit of food in there. It stood on the edge of the bucket. And this thing sort of flipped over, covered the mother. It's then lying there, sitting there in the dark. And it just stayed. It didn't manage to get out again. So it would just happen to be that I discovered it. So you have these situations where there's one missing and you just got to go looking for it. The old parable of the, the lost sheep. Leave the 99 to go look for the one. So I've done that before. So, yes, it's, it's an interesting challenge. Now, one of the things, of course, in the UK, British Alpaca Society, require microchipping for registration, and that's fine, and also an ear tag. But the ear tag doesn't necessarily have to be in the ear. And it depends. If they're going for pets, then people often don't really want ear tags, uh, which I kind of understand. But when you've got a number of all the same colour, it's quite useful to be able to identify them quickly So being able to know that it's, you know, you can work out which one's missing or you can work out who's who very quickly by the ear tag. So we've tried different sizes and large flags and smaller ones and the smaller ones didn't go on very well with They tend to get dirty for some reason. They just get, so you can't see the number anyway because it's it's just, I don't know, somehow along the way they get more dirt on them, more mud on the, the thing and you can't read it. The larger ones are better, but there's some of them are just so big, particularly for the younger ones. So I'm experimenting with another type, but we shall we shall see how we get on with those. The thing then is to, I mean, you can always take them out again because they just it's just plastic. You can cut through and, and take the ear tag out if it's not needed. So, but it's that's quite useful. If you've got a numbers of them all the same colour, then that's useful to be able to identify. them. If you've got three different colours, then you haven't got a problem. But it's it's good to know who you've done any husbandry work with and who is feeding or not feeding and being able to identify because they're going into this phase now where I'm I'm struggling to work out who's who because the fleece is growing and they're starting to look different and I'm thinking oh it's that's so so." it's not and it's challenging (laughs) perhaps that's just me and my eyesight but there we go As I've mentioned a number of times, it's one of the quickest ways to learn about your alpacas is to spend time with them. And you just stand around watching. And they're going to be slightly different interactions because you're there. But if you're busy doing something else or you're just around nearby, I mean, they like being around you anyway. But you can just then watch and watch for the interactions, watch for the behavior, work out what's normal. That's my other regular returning theme is knowing what's normal so what's normal for this alpaca what's normal for alpacas in general but what's particularly normal for this alpaca and so we've got lily who hates flies and ends up with the barriers because she wipes her head up and down fences and the car park so lily is often by herself in the stable and that's normal millie's a bit of a loner although she's the the matriarch, she does tend to head off by herself. She's not following anybody else; they will follow her. So sometimes she wanders off, usually with her youngster in tow. But she'll she'll head off and she does her own thing, and that's normal. And then Howell, who I've mentioned a number of times, good old, <laughs> good old Howell, who hands over the fence trying to talk to the girls. He's uh, the Casanova. He's the top male in the, the stud male group, and that's normal for him to be on his own. He's quite happy and. The other day I had a surprise because I went <laughs> looked out. There on the top, the, the sun had come. It was a cold morning. The sun had come and hit the top of the hill. So the, the alpacas had gone up to meet the sun, which is nice. And I counted, oh, there's 10 up there. <laughs> so I was counting alpacas. So there was 10 up there. And he was actually up there with the rest of them, which is most unusual. He's usually lower down, but he obviously was feeling the cold that morning. So, yeah, being able to spend time around your alpacas, just watching them and learning from them is really helpful that's the quickest way to learn and obviously you ask people but that's usually for specific things but just general, getting an idea of their behavior and of their interactions and something of the hierarchy and who's taking the lead that's going to come just by spending time around them watch for the ears the angle of the ears and watch for the tail and the standing close to each other who's going to allow who to be close enough particularly if there's food around Yeah, so that's watching the alpacas and learning from them, if you can. Some of the obvious things are there. Some of the other things you have to just file it away for future reference. That was interesting. Take note of it, but it's not necessarily going to be immediately obvious what's going on. But over time, you'll find those things start to make sense. It's a very satisfying hobby, (laughs) watching alpacas, but it's also very useful and practical for being able to care for them well. So it's worth spending some time doing that, and you know I always say, if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca, well that's why, apart from the fact that it's really good fun. So you're always learning, that's the thing with alpaca owners, I think you need to be in a position where you're always learning, and always open to learn, and then you need to share your knowledge with other people, that's really helpful too. Just make sure that they want to know, (laughs) otherwise we get a bit boring, don't we, you talk about alpacas all day. And yeah, so those that want to know, share your knowledge with them, but yeah, be generous with your knowledge and your hopefully wisdom over the years. And that's what I think is just a characteristic of alpaca owners from my experience. It's Always learning, sharing. We've been through a, a false spring. No no it's it's still here really, but we had a couple of days which were really bright and sunny We even had alpaca's sunbathing They are crashed out on the on the bank over the far side of the lake crashed out in the sun thoroughly thoroughly enjoying themselves and the usual suspects there's some that really like um a my wife was was saying oh, they just they really like having sun on their belly <laughs> they get really chilled out with that so we've had a bit of that and we've gone back to rain and a bit cloudy and we've got a few days. What happens to this weather? I don't know. It's just kind of, you've got an idea and you settle into thinking, probably wishful thinking, but you settle into thinking it's going to be a nice few days and then the weather changes and it's wet. Now, I was expecting wet overnight, but now we've got rain until, I don't know, 11 in the morning and then it goes cloudy, dark clouds the rest of the day. Well, that's not what I had in mind. I didn't want that. And I didn't think the forecast was telling me that, but that's what it is today. And the forecast changed, of course, to to match what's really going on. It's quite still, but it's it's not very bright. (laughs) The alpaca's happy, and it's a bit of sun. The grass has started to grow a bit more. We like that. So there we go. We will take whatever comes, and we'll work with it. The geese are being really noisy. And we've got two pairs on the lake at the moment, and they're kind of pairing up. And and also, why do they stand so close to each other? I don't know. But they they're kind of arguing about who's the best, who's going to have the choice of the, the nesting spot. And I can't work out exactly who's who because they're so big now. They could be youngsters from, or some of them could be youngsters from last year, but equally maybe not. But they seem to be relatively happy being around the alpacas and being around us. except every time they see me they shout which is great It's, it's a good early warning system if we had visitors we don't get visitors at the moment but you know what i mean so there we go and the alpacas meanwhile they're just kind of happy to ignore so spring will continue we will continue to keep an eye on what's going on and make sure that all are doing well Check the body score again if you get a chance when you're nearby them. Just check out that they're not losing too much weight and that they're getting enough of the extras that they need. I think we're moving into a shifting of of the balance of of the dry food and the grass. We're getting back to having some grass that's going to be good for them. But uh, meanwhile, there's plenty of hay around, so they're enjoying that down at the hay feeder at the moment, which is great. So thank you for being with us and hope to see you again soon. And... If you can, go spend some time with Alpaca. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.